The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Our, bo- our boss oh, said that maybe uh, too many, uh, too many uh, F-bombs oh, is maybe. what's going Could on here. Be. Freaking He's good. telling me to say freaking. He say sounds that. like my dad now. Does he know that I don't swear and so I balance things well, out Well, he does now to, as you're kissing his ass as he walks by. Here, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That's right. It's Monday, August 14th. We got preseason football to talk about. Ahmed Farid's still a chicken and he won't swear on this podcast, but we know that. That's the way it goes. Hope everyone's good. Hope everybody enjoyed the weekend. Ahmed. I know you had a long one, baseball yep. up in Beantown. Boston. Right, at the great Fenway Park yesterday. The rival of your New York Yankees. Yep, I've officially given up on baseball this year. You're out on baseball I'm season. out on baseball. Football has started. My Yankees are not relevant, and yeah. I'm giving up. And I, this is the first weekend of the summer that I did not watch one inning of baseball, right? My life, the, the uh, stress meter went up this weekend. Oh, for sure. One, I had the in-laws in town. Ooh, okay. Okay, so it's double stress, right? Double. And then, two, I mean, you know how I operate. You're the same way. I mean, for, I want to be good. I want to know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to watch as much as possible and, you know, stay on top of everything. Yeah, and you don't want the family to be like, why is Chris always off doing right. his own thing? What's exactly. going on here? Exactly. Trouble so. in paradise? No, he's just watching <laughs> yes. third stringers for the eighth preseason right. game of right. week number one. But it was good. It was good to have that, like, adrenaline back and seeing some of these guys and doing that. And then, yeah, the in-laws being around, some good weather this weekend. Uh-huh. My son's 13th birthday. Well, that's the biggest thing. That was big. Happy birthday, Philip. Yep. Philip is 13. I got 13. two teenagers now, 17 and 13. It's crazy. So what is that like? Well, I know you've already had your daughter yeah. go over that teenager right. bump. Right. But now you got a son who's a teenager. Yeah. Now. You got both of them. He's the one I worry about more. He's got a little <laughs> more of the crazy Sims gene in him. That oh. I'm not sure, you know, how social he'll be, how crazy he's going to be growing up. But it's actually funny. Like, my daughter was this wholesome farm girl, didn't want to do anything socially, right? And that has exploded in the last two months where it's like now we're like, hey, wait, you remember your animals on the farm here? Like, I'm sick of taking care of them. You need to do it a little bit. And then my son, who was Mr. Social Guy, he's been Mr. Like, stay at home. Hey, oh, yeah, dad, I'll hang with you. We'll play some video games. Let's play some ping pong. We go out in the back and have a catch with me in the football, whatever. And it's become that. So... Then we got him a, like an unbelievable video game thing yesterday. What is that? Like one of these things, like arcade things that has like 3,500 games on there. Basically, every arcade game you can ever think of is on this thing. Like one of those things you stand up and play? You, yeah, like an old school arcade. Wow. Yeah, so we got that. He was pumped about that. He got some new cleats for his football season. Okay. I got some some all-white Jordan cleats. He thought that was like 
you know, the coolest of cool. So it was a good day. I had a lot of fun yesterday with the family. Too many drinks, a little too many smokes. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, but we got it done. Uh, white cleats. My son has white cleats yeah. because he's playing football for the first time Ooh, now. Oh, I like it. Um, it's not tackle football. Okay. But it's like touch. But they still wear the helmet and the shoulder pads oh, and the cleats. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, okay. He's got some good white cleats, but they, they got grass stains on them already. Oh, uh, they're on the grass. Yeah, so you got to have one... You gotta have one for practice and then one for the game. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> That's no. how you gotta do it. You know, one to rock, one to stock, as they say. All right, you gotta <laughs> yeah. do that way. And yeah, Philip, like he was already coming up with that game plan. His games are on field turf. Okay, so he doesn't have to worry about it. But his practice is on grass. So he was like, I'm gonna wear these ones for practice, and I'll save the Jordan ones for the game. He's I'm thinking like, ahead. Okay. See, oh. he's gonna be okay. Oh, we yeah. always worry about our kids. He's gonna be okay. He'll he's be okay when it comes to of how to swag and yes. gear and. Looking drippy, yes. as he might say. Full drip. Oh, my gosh. That's it's all these freaking words and sayings. Well, happy birthday, Philip Sims, now a teenager. Um, we're going to celebrate by talking about a lot that happened in week number one of the Guys preseason. who just got out of being teenagers, and now we're playing in the pros. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're going to have our preseason week one recap. We're going to take a look at a lot of the, the games and the players that popped here. Now, we're not going to pretend like we saw everything. Like, you saw a ton. I but saw if we, a ton. if we get to a player or a, or a topic that you're just like, I didn't really see that, like, no one's going to blame you for that, Chris. So thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, you I, I saw right a ton, now. like I said, like, you know, like Jake Hayner was on the list here today. Full transparency. I didn't get to see the end of that How game. How could you not watch Jake Hayner? I saw the start, but then, you know, my son's yeah. birthday party. So, yeah, there's some things I didn't see, but I have a pretty good feel for just about all major storylines that went on during the preseason and got eyes on all major storylines to where I'm not going to be sitting here bullshit and I'm going to be able to speak to it. And I saw it on film and TV and, and right. took notes as I was doing it. So I'm ready. So let's do this. Let's, let's start with the wow meter or as some people call it, mm. the wow-o-meter. The wow-o-meter yeah. or the wow-o-meter? Yeah. What is it? Depends on where you were born, probably. Deep thoughts here. Yeah. Deep thoughts. I know. The, the listeners should chime in here. Is it a wow-o-meter or a wow-o-meter? <laughs> I think in Michigan it would be the wow-o-meter. I think we would have probably gone that. You would have gone the wow-o-meter? What about the Northeast? I New think Jersey? Jersey would have been the wow-o-meter, too. They'd be yeah. like, hey, let's bring out the wow-o-meter. <laughs> I think that's yeah. that's what my Jersey friends would have said. Pete did think that maybe the wow-o-meter would be more of a British yeah. spin on it. Right. You know, it's like a little it's, too easy. It flows off the tongue. It sounds hey. proper, but I can't say it all the way. Hello, the wow-o-meter. The wa- uh, Bust out the wow-o-meter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On the first preseason week. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I don't think you're hanging out with your, your soccer friends Exactly. There. It has become easier after got it doing more Premier League stuff. All right. So let's break out the wow-o-meter on the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, preseason debuts. We'll start with the number one overall pick. Right. And that was Bryce Young, who did not look as small as he did that first time we saw him in practice. Right. I'll say he still looked pretty small, but I don't think he looked as small. Do you disagree with me? Well, no? no, no. He, You know what? I will say, yeah, in the game uniform, he did not look as small right? as he did in the practice uniform. Something about that game uniform, maybe the way it fits, the practice one could be a little baggy yeah, at I times. I don't even know if he was wearing it's shoulder pads or the big shoulder yeah. pads in practice. Yeah, I yeah, I know. You're right. You never know either. They could be wearing those fake ones that are pads there. But, no, it was. It wasn't like, hey, he looks small. We know that. We just got to get used to that. But it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. Now, I will say when he gets hit, it looks a little ridiculous, right? I mean, he gets hit. He gets it. It's a noticeable, jarring shot to the body. It's hard to sit there and evaluate a lot from what Bryce Young did. I mean, the Jets D line and didn't even play their full array of starters is real. 
You know, there's one thing I know just from seeing the Hall of Fame game and being on the field and, pre and, and pregame warmups and then seeing that game right there. The Jets D line is not only real, it's deep and versatile to go along with it. They had issues protecting that group. I mean, Jermaine Johnson, Will McDonald, it didn't matter. I mean, Solomon Thomas hits him the first time he drops back to pass. Right. Hey, this is good learning experience for him. I, I know we can play the game. Those are the things I want to see, though, as we go forward here. You know me. I always, I never doubted his ability to wheel and deal and, hey, arm angles and do all that. My thing is what we saw in the game a little bit. And, and you know, you, you're on the worst team in football or the team that picked first in the draft or whatever. You know, it's not a great team, right? That you're going to have moments like you saw there where, oh, the middle of the field's covered. The pocket's collapsing. Now you got to make a power throw outside, back shoulder, fade down the side, and whatever with people around you and knowing you're going to get hit and don't brace for that hit to where, you know, you don't brace and it, and it, it affects the accuracy, right? So those are things that we'll continue to watch from, from him as we go forward here. But certainly one thing that I'm, I'm concerned about with him, yeah. Didn't see him a whole bunch. He was four for six for 21 yards, did take a sack. He was able to kind of protect himself, yeah, it seemed like, a couple was, times. Right? So that was good, and he's going to need that ability, right? But you wonder what if he has a situation where he can't protect himself. Uh, Matt Corral came in after that, had six drives was 15 at 22 for 126 yards. The highlights they showed, though, were all of him getting either sacked or fumbling. Yeah. I didn't see a whole lot of those no, completions they got from Matt Corral. It, it, it when he took over for Bryce Young, this is where the same themes continued. Yes. Him, nobody open, people around him, right? He had a fumble sitting there waiting for somebody to come open down the field one time where he's just sitting there and he go, hey, man, come on, you got to have a little awareness. You patted the ball two or three times. He's, his, like... You know, they finally got it going after maybe his third or fourth drive in there where they, okay, they started to settle in. Jets started to play people deeper down the line, and now they got protection there. I will say this about Corral. His arm is it is phenomenal. His release is phenomenal. They were very basic on offense and what they did in this football game. So they didn't do anything to really help their quarterbacks. That was literally just, hey, let's get out there. Let's get used to the environment. Bryce Young, here's the process of a normal game day, all of that. Uh, and they'll go from there. And, you know, I would think week two, now we'll see maybe some more game planning plays, some things that Bryce Young does really well. Let's make him yeah. look a little bit better. Let's set him up for success that way. Uh, I think you'll see more of that direction coming this you week. You think he should keep playing more and more as this preseason goes on? I think so, yes. I, 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 um, I'm always a believer in that, right? You know, he's told you, they've told you. First off, their O-line is not bad. You know that that's again that's a good group they played. Yeah. I, I, they should be better than that as we go continue to go here through the preseason. But no, I think they got to figure out, you know, one what works for him on the field. Two, you know, he's got to figure out like kind of the things you said. What can how can I move? How can I protect myself? Right. And, and start to push the envelope on some of the more difficult throws and, and get some success that way. But, yeah, I'd like to see him play all three games for sure. Israel DMS7 was seeing some of the th same things you saw with the Jets defensive line. Thoughts on your guy to watch, Jermaine Johnson, and the New York Jets D-line dismantling the Panthers. I know it's only preseason, but sheesh. So you already talked about it a little bit, but I feel like – Having seen this part of the team, and you saw him up close and personal, I feel like you're getting more and more confident about what the Jets can be. I am. I mean, I, I don't expect the offense to hit 
you know, full systems go week one. But when you have a defense like that, I sit there and go, well, they don't have to hit full system go week one. They might have the type of defense here that certainly gives Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and everybody a little bit of a, you know, wiggle room, breathing room to kind of get it going. I mean, it's insane. I, I would have a hard time coming up with a defense that has more depth and talent on it than the New York Jets right now. It's up there with anybody in football. When you start to talk about Bryce Huff as your third-string defense end or edge guy, and I'd go, damn, Bryce Huff. I mean, he'd be a top-tier pass rusher on some teams in football. And he's coming up, he's third in the batting order. Uh, they're, they're, yes, I'm a believer in what they look like. And I think what puts it over the top to our question there is – the young guys, you always want to see, is the young guys going to develop? Are they going to take that next step? Jermaine Johnson has popped in both games. He's popped a number of times in that game. And then, of course, so did the first-round pick, McDonald. He was – Will McDonald was back there. Solomon Thomas was back there. I mean, it just it was a good – Good day, I think, for the whole group all around, and they're dangerous. Yeah, making life very difficult for yeah. the quarterbacks for the Carolina Panthers, and that was kind of a theme, I think, throughout preseason week number one is that the quarterbacks didn't have a whole lot of time, and maybe the offensive lines are behind the oh, defensive lines right 100%. now. 100%. One of the themes I looked at, one of the themes of the weekend was if it was third and one or fourth and one, everybody ran the ball, and I called out every time I said, they won't fucking get it. You watch. The defensive lines are always more advanced than these. The offensive line hasn't had enough of, whoa, they're coming off the ball at full speed, total aggression moments yet. So that so they don't know. They're not ready for prime time in that department yet. They need a few more of those experiences to go, oh, wait, that's fourth and one intensity. Like, right? You can't emulate that in practice, especially the way the rules are now. The coaches are scared to just let things fly that way. Um, so, yeah, running lanes were not, you know, seen a whole lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the defenses are certainly a little bit ahead at the, at the defensive line position. C.J. Stroud did not have a whole lot of time what? to throw the football either. He was two for four, just played two drives, 13 yards, threw a pick, was sacked once, ran a couple times just because he had to scramble. On those, yeah, he was under duress most of the time he was out there. He, he like, first off, again, I, I we're not going to judge any of these guys too hard. Yeah, the support, hey, it's their first time out there. He looked good. He looks the part. His mechanics are great. He, You know, the two completions he had, he threw it well. The interception was stupid. But the main point was, like, he had no chance. I mean, Bryce Young got to sit there and pat the ball and then throw it. C.J. Stroud, it was like... Forget about C.J. Stroud. The star of the show is Keon White on the Patriots and, and Anthony Jennings coming off the edge. I mean, they were in the backfield in a split second. I mean, Keon White looked like he was Reggie White in that game. So C.J. Stroud had absolutely no chance to survive. I didn't really understand, I don't know, their approach a little bit. I would have done some max protection stuff. I would have done, you know, the, the throw Davis Mills got where it was a play action. He threw a little slant over the middle. I would have done that with C.J. Stroud. They kind of put him in a spot of, like, you know, no no chance to succeed with that group he had in front of him. You know, Tunzel didn't play. Uh, Titus Howard's hurt right now. So tackle's going to be a thing to watch here you know, yeah. for, for the Houston Texans. For some of it, you just want them to get out there and just feel what it's like, right? Yeah. I don't think we want right. to over-extrapolate too much on what the numbers are, what's that, happened here in preseason right. game number one, because sometimes you don't want to over-extrapolate on what happens in the first three regular season games of the year, let alone a practice game. You know what I mean? It's yes. just like we can be fooled by 
regular season games as much as anything. So you just try to see, like, do they, like you said, do they look the part? Do they look like they belong in the NFL? And for C.J. Stroud, you thought he looked like that. He looks like he, it's it's not going to be too much for him. No, definitely not. Now they just gotta they gotta find a way to to help him out. And yeah, hey, preseason's tough. Some teams play starters. Some teams some teams don't. Some teams come out with. Hey, we're going to be real conservative and play it this way. The other team comes out and goes, "Oh, we're going to play a little more advanced and, you know, maybe throw a curveball or two at you that you're not expecting." So that's where, you know, it's all learning experience for both sides here, and especially for the young quarterbacks, and that's why we need preseason football. This is why I've argued with Florio before that preseason can't go away. Then or we're just going to waste people's money in the first few weeks of a regular season and just go, we're going to watch bad football and people not be as healthy and safe because they didn't get these reps that are very important to to feel comfortable out there on the football field. So we're going to withhold grades on the wow meter on Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Just we didn't get to see enough, you know? Well, no, I mean, if we have a one what? to five wow meter, yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of them for right now are going to get twos. Let's, if we had to throw a two out there, but that doesn't mean But we don't want crap. that on the record. We don't want no, a two on don't. the record. Well, why didn't you say this before we did the damn segment on the wow meter Now you're going to come forget, out with that? I forgot that we were doing the wow meter actually, until this moment. Uh, okay, let's I, give— It would oh. be a two on the wow meter okay. if we're going to be fair to the, the exercise right here. And it, you're right. It has nothing to do with them. They yeah. weren't given a jumping board to wow us. Yeah. Right? So what we'll do is we'll— We'll throw out the lowest wow grades, though. That's what we'll do in this class. Okay. Like as the season goes on, <laughs> right. like if you perform better than a two wow meter, we'll we'll get rid of that too. Okay. Also, hey, I just don't want it to be on the permanent record. Will Anderson wowed me a so, little bit. So yeah. So there, this wow meter could actually play right. Here. I I mean, again, I'm about. I don't give a shit about the stat. You know that. I just want to see. Wait, what does he look like getting off the ball? Mm-hmm. What does he look like as far as his motor? You know, what does he look like when he makes contact with one of these big offensive linemen? Does he move him? Does he get stalemated? Whatever. He looked damn good to me. Mm. He looked a little more explosive than I was expecting. So, you know, kudos to him. Hopefully they got the right thing. Again, I know I, know I was low on him, but he's he, I'm rooting for him. I know what kind of guy he is. And the other guy I just say to watch out for there, yeah. the Texans, is Green Greenard. Jonathan Greenard, number 52, their other edge guy. Okay. He's been their best edge guy in Houston. They've stunk, so nobody knows his name. It's a contract year, I believe. This is a year where I could see him. We could all be sitting here in December going, you know, you know who's got 12 sacks or 13 sacks? This this number 52 on the Texans. He has that type of talent. So that's exciting because now they're in a system that that's going to allow, allow them to just go get the quarterback. That could be fun to see. Drafted out of Florida. Florida guy, Greenard yeah. And third rounder in 2020. Yeah, right. Uh, so, He's a good yeah. player. He is. He's a good okay. player, and I think he's about to turn the corner and become a, a big-time pass rusher. So how many wows for Will, though? Let's I would get give, that I'd give, him a, I'd give him a four. Four wows. I'd give him a four okay. wow. Wow-wow-meter. Wow-wow-meter. Okay, well done. <laughs> Anthony Richardson, 7 of 12, 67 yards. Uh, how many on the wow-wow-meter for I'm him? I'm going to give him a fucking five. Whoa. Okay? The FF. Wow. The FF for Already right a there. perfect score on the wow-wow-meter. He wowed the shit out of me. Okay. I don't even care. The interception was wowing. What? His feet were cockeyed, and he was falling backwards, and he threw like a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. It was a little off target. But also, you know, Shane Steichen, he even admitted there was a communication thing outside. Those are things like, I'm not worried about that. He's enough. I think they brought a blitz that they probably haven't really talked about yet. You know, so you're not prepared. This is what the preseason yeah, does. These perfect. are coaching you moments, want that right? To happen, exactly. Right? Yeah. right now, we got a moment to put it on a reel. You'll remember it because something bad happened. He won't make that mistake again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just from that play alone, that was like, whoa, holy crap! Did he really throw it that hard from that position and just sling it out there? Shoom! 
I mean, it was amazing. One, he looks amazing. He does. Okay? He's he's a great god. When he puts his shoulder down, you do worry about the defender. Like, I did at least. I was like, I hope he's okay. He's the, like, I actually never even thought about him. Yeah. It just says it all. No. You know, even with Josh Allen, I'm like, ooh, watch it, Josh. With this guy, he turned the corner once or twice and put his shoulder down, and I was like, it didn't even cross my mind. I was like, ooh, is he going to run him over? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I right. really was. Yeah. But um, passing mechanics, better. Definitely has cleaned up his motion and made it a little tighter. It's a little sidearmy. Definitely was. Right? But some of those, I just wondered if they were the plays because there are a lot of quick there hitters. There is. It's going to be a part of the RPOs, the quick passes. you got to drop your arm angle. I think he's down there a little too much even when the pocket's normal. And he'll he'll get out of that. You know, he threw a few balls that were too high because he's he's sidearm. He's underneath it, right? So, like, my dad and I would call that, like, dip dipping under the ball. They dip under it. So, you know, when you throw, you kind of want to be on here and, you know, your elbow up and the ball and, and some here. Him, and there's a some, few other quarterbacks we'll talk about, he was kind of underneath. And then it doesn't get totally follow-through. You watch and he'll throw it and he kind of leans back after he, hmm. the throw is over. Which you go, no, you didn't get through the ball. It's like if you were hitting a uh, – a driver at the driving range, and instead of getting the full follow-through, you hit it and then kind of go backwards, right? You don't know where the ball's going to go sometimes when that happens. But either way, for the most part, some high-level throws, release quick, wow velocity, and then really, in my mind, had two drops. His most impressive throw of the day was a really deep crosser to Alec Pierce, who lost it upon hitting the ground. But it was right on the money with nice touch. He had another play where he had a little uh, pressure in the pocket, and he threw a comeback out to the left side to Pierce. It would have been a tough catch, but he dropped it. Uh, but, the, man, I, just between that and, of course, the running and just the look itself, he wowed me five to times. To a five already. To a fiver. And, and then, he's wearing number five. And he's wearing number five. And then Gardner Minshew, who's wearing number 10, double that. Uh, he was six for six, 72 yeah. yards. So they got to – I mean, they got to – Pretty good situation there at quarterback for a team that has struggled now to kind of find their quarterback. They got the future, and they got a definitely reliable back-end starter. Def- Gardner. Oh, definitely, that's right. They, they, they got somebody there that, that if he is hurt for a few games or whatever, you got somebody that can win you a few football games at Gardner Minshew. He has the best supporting cast of these quarterbacks we've talked about, right? This is where I would get into it. One, he's got a defense that's top five-ish, definite top ten-ish in football. So that's going to be good. Their O-line, right, is we know it was a down year for them last year. But I think where it stands right now, I, I'd still take them, of course, over the Houston Texans. And I'm going to take them over the, the Panthers as well for right now. Ooh. Right? I know the Panthers, they're kind of an up-and-coming offensive line. But I'm, I'm that. And then you talk about, okay, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. And then, you know, at some point I think Jonathan Taylor will be back in the mix here. And I know. I hope so. I know. Um, but but that's where you look at that. And then, of course, he doesn't have to be relied on like the other two. They're going to have to do it with their throwing and decision-making in the pocket. This guy's got a little wiggle room because of the running. And that's going to help him, you know, slow the curve down or the learning curve a little. I'm sensing you may be taking a, an over on a Indianapolis Colts I know. win I, I don't total even know right where now. they are in, in that whole conversation. But, yeah, I mean, they're just, you know, they're they're one of those teams. And with this kind of quarterback and this kind of skill set, I, I could see them hanging in there and being a little more competitive than maybe the public wants to, to give them credit for. They were 4-12 and 12 and 1 last year. The Tennessee Titans were 7-10. and 10. They had quarterback issues just because Ryan Tannehill was hurt, and so they 
threw Malik Willis in there, and yep. that was not an offense that you, you wanted to run, even, even if you were a veteran quarterback, let alone a guy trying to learn the league the first time. So it was Will Levis. We got to see him. We got to see Malik Willis. Let's start with Will Levis. How about the wowometer with Will? Will's wowometer. I'll give Will a three. Okay. I think he looked better than I was expecting. He was given more of a chance than the other two guys. Again, this is not an indictment on Stroud or Young. This is just, you know, again, the, the team's got to help you a little bit so you can wow us. He wasn't given those chance. I mean, uh, those guys weren't given the chances quite like, like Levis was. But here's what I liked about Levis. Levis... You know, you you saw me kind of make fun of his motion or whatever in in, in the pre-draft buildup and all of that stuff. It's very use the hips. The arm, almost like an Anthony Richardson sometimes, is like side-army, a little too whippy, right? Where I would say it's even more whippy with Levis. And, you know, he has a hard time sometimes finding touch on the ball mm. or if, like, like you heard me say, backyard football. He doesn't always have great control of the ball on, on plays like that. But he had some eye-popping throws. I mean, he threw a few out routes to the right, one on the run, one on the pocket where you go, oh, wow, that was, that's damn good. You know, He had another ball that should have been picked on an out route to the right sideline. Okay, so what? You know, He's throwing 10-yard out routes against NFL corners. It ain't going to be easy. He completed one. But I like the way he looked. He did. He looked better, and the motion looked smoother than it did in college. In college, he had this – and then, like, it was, like, gear up to throw, and then it was, huh, like, all of a sudden at the last second. You're like, whoa, why did we go and fast forward like a crazy man all of a sudden? Like, we were going at speed 7, and all of a sudden we wanted to go, like, the, the, the speed 10, just like that. This was all more consistent with the rhythm, the timing, the throwing there. And then I thought the experiment itself was interesting here, what Tennessee did in this football game, right? You talked about Willis, mm -hmm. Malik Willis. Last year, first off, credit to Mike Vrabel for continuing to believe in the kid, not not make up your mind for what you saw last year, right? Mm -hmm. He was a rookie who got put in a very tough situation and probably shouldn't have been in that situation altogether. That was bad planning by the last GM and everything there. So he got put in a spot that he didn't deserve to be put in, and, of course, it didn't go well. And sometimes coaches and GMs will hold that against you, right? Leaves a bad taste in their mouth. They haven't done that, obviously. But the fact that the start Willis, and then what I liked is the fact of, hey, these are backup guys. So they're going to be coming in the game in a moment's notice. You're not always going to have, oh, four drives, and I got rhythm and all that, right? It's like, oh, no, Ryan Tannehill yeah. is hurt. You got to get out there. So you prepare for that. And then also what that told me with their rotation here is that it's close for the backup. It's a real co competition. I would think Malik Willis has the, the edge a little bit here, but the fact that they did it that way would tell me that Levis is, you know, nipping at his heels. He might have had more yards in this game than he had in any game that he played last year, 189 yards, threw the ball 25 times for Malik Willis. How about his throwing motion and how he looked compared to what he did in college Different last guy. Year? Yeah. Different guy than we saw last year. More clubs in the bag, right? I saw more varieties of throws. And then he's another guy, what I tell you, his motion was elongated and every ball was the fastball and definitely a tighter, more compact motion and more appropriate throws of the football where, you know, last year he'd throw a six-yard crosser and be like, whoa, 
I can't even see the ball on the screen. The guy's only six feet from me. Hold on. Take something off it, right? Now he's he's learned to take a little off. Let me just spin it in there. Let me drop my arm, whatever. His first throw of the game, throwing the ball on the right and then throwing a post back across the middle of the field was phenomenal. Malik Willis has elite quarterback starting traits. Mm. His arm and athletic, athletic ability is starting quarterback caliber. It's just, can he get in the trust tree, right? He throws an interception. The guy's wide open. It's like, come on, you can't miss that. This is your chance. You got to hit that. But he did kind of what I talked about with Anthony Richardson. You know how I was going to say there was another guy that did this too. Yeah. Dipped under the ball a little bit, right? To where that arm and the elbow are so low that they're underneath the ball. And as they go through it, since they're underneath it, it continues to rise. So that hurt him there. He had a fumble at one point. You know, these are the things he needs to clean up if he wants to be in the ba- the backup or be in the trust tree with Vrabel. Because I don't doubt any of the other stuff. It's just like, can you can you trust him to manage the game or come in and take care of the ball for a team that we know wants to run the ball, play defense, and they're not looking to win some shootout 34-30, right? right. And that's where I think he's got to continue to kind of impose that trust onto Mike Vrabel there. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Malik Willis in college was kind of in obscurity with Liberty. Yeah. Um, Stetson Bennett was not. Oh, wait, he hold on. I got Georgia. one more thing to say what? about that. Well, you transitioned off. That was you gotta, such a good transition. You got to ask me it if had that's to be my it. Best. Well, no, we, that's a bad transition. Me. Damn Is that you. it? Can I do my transition now? <laughs> no, that's not how they work. That's not how they work. Uh, All right. One fine. more Let's, thing, right. okay? I'm going to still do that same transition. Okay, good. All Get right. it ready. Don't mess okay. it up. It better be exactly yeah. the same. So, I liked all that. They're competing. Like I said, it's all good. Here, you know, Levis did a lot of good things. They're both good athletes. I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, Levis threw a bad interception down the middle, right? And yeah. that's what I mean. He, he he tried to throw a touch ball, and because of his mechanics and the way he throws, he's not great at throwing the old, like, let me drop it over to a linebacker and get it to fall in, yeah. right? He doesn't do that. He wants to find a hole so he can just throw his fastball, right? So he lo- loses total control. And then the more – other, the other play that I wanted to bring up was the play right before this. And this is the, one of the things that bothered me about Levis coming out 
where I talked about the backyard football. Just have a feel. Get the completion. It doesn't have to be look cool in a spiral, right, mm-hmm. or whatever. He's makes a nice move in the pocket. He's running to his left. He's got a guy coming across the middle of the field. He's wide open, right? Just fucking complete it. Just throw it in the air and make it be a duck, whatever, but let it, it just catch it. You're going to win the game. But he tried to throw like a real throw, right? He tried to like turn his body and his shoulders, and he tried to like throw like kind of a laser in the middle of the field. And guess what? It was off target, and the guy had to like dive, and he got both hands on it. It would have been a great catch, but those are ones where I'm going to go, just fucking put it up there to where he can get the bread basket out and catch it. Like, you didn't need to make it look that way. Do like Patrick Mahomes with the offhand. That's just what I mean. Just get it, it done. Yeah. Right. You, we, look the, we look at the highlight and we go, oh, I mean, that was kind of an ugly ball, but what position? Uh, he got the completion, first down. And that's just stuff like that where I think he can improve on a little bit. Well, you know, Malik Willis played in obscurity at Liberty. <laughs> Stetson Bennett surely did not uh, at Georgia. A uh, couple national titles. Well done, well done. <laughs> uh, we saw him for the first time. I, I think kind of a higher draft pick than we had thought he was going to be. Yeah. Sean McVay saw something with him, and then he plays and throws the ball 29 times, 191 yards for the Rams. What would you think of Stetson Bennett? Uh, I, uh, I'm not shocked here. Yeah. So, like, the wow-a-meter – I probably only give it a three because, like, I I, I feel like I could have I saw this coming. Mm. He's ready for this backup quarterback preseason. I mean, damn, he's got more reps, big time moments playing college football. He's been coached well, right? So, uh, and I think he's going to be the backup. So they want to get him to work. He's, you know, old for a rookie. What is he, 26? About to be 27? I was just looking that up just as you're saying this. So he is 25, will turn 26 uh, in October. Okay, so, yeah, I think they're getting him ready for that position. And in case Matthew Stafford goes down, they want a guy. And, and again, this is where, hey, he's never going to be Matthew Stafford, but where guys like McVay and Shanahan love guys like Stenson Bennett, you know this, they think their offense is awesome. So, okay, hey, my starter is awesome, but after that, I want guys that like can just – I'll deliver a number of plays for you just through my system. So if I can just have a guy that listens to me and can process that and execute it on the football field, we'll be okay. And that's what Stetson Bennett's going to be for the Rams, right? They don't want to play him. He's not going to be able to make some of the caliber throws Matthew Stafford is. No, no way. But, you know – if they can protect them and run the ball and their defense, they can, you know, manage games and he can win games that way. And he can complete third and five passes and make the right reads and do all that. So uh, not shocked by what I saw from Stetson Bennett, but great start by him. I certainly don't want to take anything away from him. And to be thrown out, you know, 29 passes in your first time ever on the NFL field and play that smooth and consistent, you know, that's, that's kudos to him. Yeah, Stetson Bennett was a guy when we were going through the draft process and you, you looked at him, obviously, how could you not? Uh, so three wows for him. And I remember the name Clayton Toon yeah. also coming up for you. Yeah. And you're like, there's something interesting here. Right. Because he went to Houston. He was went he at to Houston? Houston. Yep. I um, liked him as an athlete. Remember, he ran four five nine at the Combine. He's 220 pounds. And remember, I, I and during the process, I've gone, I like his throwing motion. If you remember, what my thing with him was I wish he would just let it go. I wish he would throw the, fi- the fastball a little bit more or, or push the envelope into some tight windows a little bit. So but he, he, he looked drafted, good. Drafted by the Cardinals in yep. the fifth round. He was 13 of 23, 135 yards if you want the numbers there. But you thought he looked good. I did. I mean, you know, again, I think he is – 
he's Colt McCoy. That's who I look at him almost as. I don't know. He, he he's you know, and every bit as Colt McCoy, good as Colt McCoy coming out. You know, th- that's what I look at him. I think he could be a guy that could be low level starter. You know, long time backup in the NFL, and maybe even better than the, a low level starter. He's again, if he can, if he learns to continue to throw the ball with some authority and stuff. Uh, yeah, I think he could be something there. But I liked him, man. He he knows how to play, just like Stetson Bennett. It's a lot of reps, a lot of throwing the ball in the pocket, a lot of decisions made throughout their college career. And these guys are ready for the NFL. And he's another one I look at and go, I think he'll be the backup to Colt McCoy to start the year because I, you know, I don't think Murray's going to be ready. Right. All right. So give him, give him four wows. I, I'll, right? give, I'll give him three wows. Okay. Yeah, it was good managing the offense. I don't know if there was some wow plays that I want to give it all, give it away all the way there. Yeah. I think you should give four wows to this next guy. Cause he wears number four. First of all, he's uh, from Purdue. He was taken in the fourth round and in his helmet, Looked kind of like Derek Carr. Didn't, <laughs> yeah, like, when bit. I saw it, I was just like, a well, that's bit. Derek Carr. Yeah. Like the first time I saw him. Uh, Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders uh, was out there throwing the ball around. Tripod 2X says, I know it's preseason, but boy, did Aiden O'Connell look sharp. It was almost hard to tell who was the rookie between him and Trey Lance. Yeah. Oh, man, Trey, we haven't even gotten to Trey Lance yet, and he's already Damn, he's catching already getting his strays. Yeah, right? Jeez. Oops. Jeez. Well, wasn't us. Well, hey, this guy's had more reps than Trey Lance. He's played more football. He knows how to play the position better than Trey Lance. At Purdue. Yep, at Purdue under Jeff Brom, right? Jeff Brom's famous for the throwing the football and doing all that, was doing it in Western Kentucky, you know, before Purdue. So, yeah, and, like, not shocked by this because this is a, he's a New England guy, this Aiden O'Connell. You know, we talked about him a little bit as, like, an honorable mention when we did the quarterback thing. The thing I liked about it, he's big. He knows how to play in the pocket. He's doesn't flinch under pressure, and he'll he'll throw the ball into some tight windows. Hey, this is open. Okay, coach said this is kind of ball is open. I'll throw it. I'll be fearless that way. That's what they want. That's the New England type of guy. They're not looking for the scrambler runner. Again, it's Josh McDaniels, McVay, Shanahan. Just listen to what I fucking say, yep. and people will be open, and you get completions as long as you can do that. And then, of course, he can throw and make the right decisions on top of that. And, uh, yeah, he was really good. He was definitely one of the – Surprises the weekend, and he right, he does. He deserves a four wow on the wow meter. Four, he yeah, give him just the to four. be in that situation to come out and look like that right away. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was quite impressive. Fifteen of eighteen, he had a drop in there too, so 141 yards. And so, like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know exactly where we sit with that, but I'm yeah. looking at the depth chart here. It's Jimmy up top. You got Brian Hoyer still involved with the team there, and then Aiden O'Connell. Um, they need him to be ready. Yeah, because Jimmy, of course, is Mr. Glass, right? Brian Hoyer's getting up there in years. Brian Hoyer was the backup last year in New England and got hurt on the first drive of the game. Remember in Green Bay, that's why Bailey Zappi had to come in and play. So I don't know if he's necessarily going to be the most dependable backup in the world either. I don't know. Either way, they're going to have Aiden O'Connell ready to go. I mean, hey, you certainly could – we're not trying to jinx anybody and knock on wood, but right. would you be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt some point during the year and he missed three or four games and now Hoyer's the starter and Aiden O'Connell has to be the backup? He better be ready to go. So they're going to have him ready to go. What a career for Brian Hoyer. I'm just looking at it right now. Right? Eight years in New England, a couple in Cleveland, one in Arizona, Chicago, Houston, Indy, and San Francisco. Holy crap. So this is what, year 14, 13? Whatever. What is that? Add that all up. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I know. 
He's going to be part of those lists of like guys who played a certain amount of years and threw for this low number of yards. There's only like a few of them in, in yeah. like the history of football. He started 40 games in his career, but uh, yeah, keep this in mind for the Immaculate Grid. If you're still doing that game, Brian oh, Hoyer's a good he's answer. He's a cheat code one. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Florio and, and Matt Casey and them have brought up his name before because they're like, you can fit him anywhere. <laughs> All right, so we, we brought up Tripod 2X did, yeah. Trey Lance. So let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about some more of those quarterback competitions, mm-hmm. basically for the backup spot here. Your boy El Ray is back. Welcome back to the 2023 up, season. Sup, Chris and Ahmed. Who stood out among the 49ers backups? How much of Lance's poor play is to blame on the O-line? Want to be optimistic about him, but feel like Darnold and Allen did more with the same, if not a worse, supporting cast. So Lance got six drives. Yep. He was 10 of 15. Did throw a touchdown, which should have been an interception. Yep. Uh, 112 yards. Was sacked four times. And this is one of those... I couldn't quite tell, right? I know. So it was the... I, the, I got to watch the film, too. It's hard. The second string offensive line for the for the 49ers didn't look great, no. right? But there were also a couple of times where I was like, all right, Trey had time. He had some time right. here. Exactly. Right? And I don't exactly. know if he, he just needed to get rid of it quicker or, or what. But, yeah, what would you make of, of Trey Lance from what you saw? That's one of his things of holding the ball too long. We've talked about in the past. You know, I got to see the whole coach's film there first. But I know that, like... There was two of the sacks we're watching on TV where I went, ooh, he could have got the ball. The first sack, he's got the little tight end out route on the option route. He's just got to jam it on him. You know, again, he's open. That's the NFL. He's open. But instead, he he cocked it back, and then he takes the sack. So there is that element that still needs to be worked on where, you know, a little bit like we talked about Malik Willis – He's got to get, if he wants to be the backup, he's got to be in the trust tree. And getting sacks and throwing balls into guys' chests on the other team are not going to get you in the backup tree, you know, backup trust tree, right? So I want to make this clear. He looked better. He did. He's another one where I would tell you mechanically, he's fixed some of his issues, right? You've heard me make fun of, I mean, his throwing arm sometimes would be down by his down by his back knee. And like you'd be like, what? I mean, are we going up for a tomahawk dunk or are we throwing a football here? So that wasn't there. He had this thing where he'd hit his back leg and dip his whole body down, like almost in a half squat, and then get back up to throw the football. That wasn't there. So I saw things to go, I like the way that looks. Okay. So that that's the positives. He still has like, good ability. His arm is powerful. You can see he moves well. He still doesn't move as well as I think everybody thought he was going to coming out of North Dakota State. I'll say that. When he breaks the pocket, people run him down. Like, he's not going to ever be this great runner that I think everybody thought. But, yeah, there was positives there. But, you know, again, the sacks, here we are in the red zone. Oh, interception. He should have thrown an interception at the end of the half that would have gave the Raiders a field goal. He's backed up. He hit the guy right in the chest, uh, and he dropped it. Yep. So those are the things he just got to continue to get better on. But I thought it was a good start, and we'll just see where it goes. And I thought it was interesting that they started him over Sam Darnold, right? I think it was the right thing. There's two reasons why. I think, one, I think there's a part of them – and I don't know this. I know everybody thinks because it's Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch that I have some inside scoop on this. You guys are fucking crazy if you think they're telling me this kind of stuff. 
Not crazy. It's yeah. a it's a good assumption. It's not crazy, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you are right. good friends. You're right. But, yeah. Well, yeah, we are good friends, but they don't tell me stuff like that. Yeah. We're, but but and like, if you start spilling the beans on stuff they do tell you about, then I'll never get anything never... ever again. <laughs> right. So uh, my friendship will be over. Yeah. But in my heart of hearts, they played him. I still think if he kicks butt this preseason, they're hoping they can trade him. That's just my two cents. I don't know that. The other thing is, I think Sam Donald's outperformed him from people I've heard out there. Okay, and. There's this talk about how could they start Sam Darnold over Trey Lance, right? I think it was the right thing just to start Trey Lance and not put that pressure on Sam Darnold right off the bat, right? And just have the haters like, how could they do this? How? So I think you soothe the waters by doing starting Trey Lance. And also, it also gives a look of, hey, look, he's still our guy. He's our backup. We like him. He's doing good. Do you want to trade for him? That would be my yeah. my little theory there. From, from where I sit, yeah. I feel like it would be very, very difficult to trade Trey Lance, unless you just took whatever offer was out there, and that could be a... It'd have to be a good mid-round pick. They're not getting yes, a first or second round. There's no freaking way, right? There's no way. Because for most teams out there and most coaches, they're looking at the situation that Trey Lance went into, good team, good coach. And they're going, right. Why is it not working? Why is it not working? It must be Trey Lance, right? Yeah. Man, the guy they traded all this stuff for, damn, the guy that made this move for him can't wait to seem to get him out of town. Right, like so, I almost think that Sam Darnold, if he pops in the preseason, would get more than Trey Lance because mm-hmm. you're like, wow, Sam Darnold's a former top pick as well, right? And maybe he's just been he's in really a bad situation, some bad situations. He just right. needed something good. I, I, I don't know? doubt your thought there. I think you you might you might be right. Sam looked really good. I think that's what we have to hit on. He he he. I you know like we said we've heard in the media I, I told you I've talked to people out there it seems like he's outperforming Trey Lance on a day to day basis you know and then I think you know what you see there quick decisions you know pinpoint passing unbelievable release and of course quick release I should say and of course has played a lot more than Trey Lance mm-hmm. but that was a good start for Sam Darnold that really was and I'd be shocked if he's not the starter next game if Brock Purdy doesn't play that one pass down the right, the right sideline, sideline for was beautiful Darnold right. looked awesome yeah yeah he just got easy arm strength yep. for sure Brandon Allen had three drives to five of eight so uh, they got three quarterbacks there kind that's of what in I the mean mix. that's why I look at it and go I mean would they keep four would they try to trade Trey Lance like I could see them going oh Trey had three good games some team needs a better backup or something like that and they're perfect to and they're going fine. We'll take Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and Brandon Allen. I mean, that's a solid three. I, I'll, I'll be interested to see how that all plays out there. So, like you mentioned, Brock Purdy, we're waiting for him to come back, and he's the presumed starter there for the Buccaneers. A little bit different. Maybe it's not different. Baker Mayfield probably going to be the guy, but I think they're still trying to keep it ambiguous out there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's between not him, given to him yet. Him and Kyle Trask. So we saw Baker for three drives. Saw Kyle Trask for four drives. Their numbers. I mean. Fairly similar. I don't know. There's an interception there for Kyle, a touchdown for Baker. What what'd you see? Just one incompletion for Baker Mayfield, eight and nine, sixty-three yards. So I like the way Baker looked. Yeah. You know, one a little bit you know, it's it's funny how it is actually falling into some natural themes here. He their O line's not perfect. We know that. There was no Tristan Wirfs. Their middle of their offensive line, even when healthy, is definitely gonna be something we watch and question here going forward. There was no Mike Evans, no Chris Godwin that played for him, right? But I think what they're going to like is going, he made some plays with his arm and he took care of the football. And I think that's probably why they're keeping this quarterback competition going. Hmm. Bowles wants to run the ball and play defense. We know he wanted to do that last year with Brady. We knew that. But they couldn't they couldn't run the ball at all. So he was like, finally, fuck, we just got to throw it with Brady. That's our only chance, right? So 
I think God, that's part we got to rely on this guy to win us some hey, games. Yeah, right, God, right, right. Yeah, damn. Only the yeah, goat. Tom Brady. But like that's, um, I think that's maybe part of this. They want to see Baker Mayfield not be crazy out there, throw the ball. You know, he's had moments of being a little more over aggressive in his career, right? But did right the right things there uh, throughout the football game, and then you know the the touchdown pass was great. He had a great throw. The next drive down the right sidelines, um, that was really, uh, unbe- you know, not unbelievable, but a really damn good throw. I thought Baker looked very comfortable. I did. And I think, yeah. you know, I think Baker's matured to where they're going to be able to trust him to play the way they want as far as their style. Run the ball, be conservative, a calculated shot down the field from time to time with his big arm. And I think that's what would make Todd Bowles happy. And I think he fits that. The funny thing is, like, all these teams in that NFC South are kind of, like, retooling a little bit. They got something different. But they're all in it. Like, you could make a case Definitely. for it. all of them. Maybe Atlanta the is the least good case. But, I mean, any team I, here I, could yeah. make some strides and win the division. Definitely. I look at Atlanta and go, yeah, they can. They won the offseason of that division, in that's my true. opinion. Yeah. So, I'm, still, I'm certainly not giving up on them. Um, you're right. That, that division's wide open. And, you know... Trask, Trask played played well. Trask is another one that I would say the motion's better than it used to be. It's still a little bit of high effort. I mean, it's a little bit of like you could see he bends over after he throws it, and there's like a uh, like factor where you're like, man, it just it shouldn't be that hard to throw the ball twenty yards down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have the interception, but again, I think you know he's on the right the right track. I don't think he's as talented as Baker Mayfield. And of course he hasn't played as well. I don't expect him to beat him out. I think it's going to take Baker Mayfield to do something stupid in these preseason games or training camp for him not to be the starter. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent being there day and night and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Good to see him play. I like yeah. seeing the guys like Baker Mayfield play in the preseason. I like seeing guys like Patrick Mahomes play in the preseason too. Chris, were you done with that one? Sorry, I got to ask you now. 
We're going to go back to it, so don't worry. Uh, so here's some uh, takeaways from uh, from week one. Just uh, we'll scatter them around. Yeah, uh, we got some good takeaways here. Around the, uh, the NFL. So the Chiefs played their dudes a little bit. You know, I think Travis Kelsey played a little bit. And then Patrick Mahomes played one drive through two passes, completed them both. Uh, and so the Andy Reid says, you got to play your guys in the preseason. They did that for a couple plays. They're, 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 they run one of the toughest training camps there are. They know they're the most hunted animal in the NFL. They know they're in the AFC, and they know they're in the AFC West. I feel like they're taking the same approach as last year. Like, we're not going to, like, be dipping our toe in the water still in week two. We're going to be, like, the greatest show on turf, and you're going to have a sore neck from us watching us go up and down the field on you. They're not going to let anybody, you know, take a deep breath against them at all. Um, it, it, was, it was uneventful. But I just love that they play their guys and get them ready. You know, again, it's I'll steal the the phrase from from uh, uh, from Mike Tomlin. I mean, hey, if you're gonna bo- if you're gonna be a boxer, you gotta spar a little bit, and and they get out there and spar all preseason long, and then they're they're ready to full fledged box yeah. when it comes week one. And some people might say oh, it's oh, it's two passes, but just probably that process of getting ready for a game that you know you're gonna play in that's probably meaningful too, right? That's, you go the end of the day knowing you're gonna play, right? That's why they can't get rid of it. One, you want to see quality play week one of the regular season, then this is what you want to see. Two, if you want to continue to talk about player safety, they have to get used to sparring, boxing, getting hit. Oh, wait, I'm in this position. I can't do this. I can do this, blah, blah, blah. Those are all things that benefit a football player, even like Patrick Mahomes, right? And to where, yeah, he's going to get a few reps yesterday, and then he's going to get a few more this week and a few more the week after that, and he's going to get to week one, and he's going to be like, okay, here we go, where you're going to have other teams where their quarterback didn't play as much, and they're going to be like, I haven't been hit yet. Ooh, what's this going to be like? Ooh, I haven't been out here with this kind of intensity. And they're not going to have that issue, and I I always respect that about the Chiefs. So then the Steelers might not have that issue either because they played their dudes. Kenny Pickett played quite a bit. Uh, They had their receiver, uh, George Pickens, looked awesome in the game. Like, I came in, that was one of the teams where – when we're just kind of talking about this is what we're going to talk about. This was one of the offenses, sides of the ball that you're like, man, they stood out in week one. They win the award for me for best drive of a first team offense where I just went, wow, that was the line looks better. Okay. And then you add Darnell Washington was in there the way he looks oh, yeah. right. Friermuth, Pickett was really damn good. Hey, they're another team. It's Mike Tomlin. He's going, wait, we're in the AFC North. Nobody thinks we're going to be that damn good. I got young guys. We need to be go full steam ahead here. And, yeah, I thought Pickett looked great. And then, I mean, the not only the drive, his movement, the third down completions, the decisions, he, he looked really good. But then, I mean, the touchdown, the in cut to the right to Pickens, and then Pickens just total joystick like – run to the right, lean to the right, turn his body to the right, boom, jam his right leg into the ground and cut left, touchdown. That's the one thing we didn't see him do last year was a lot of yak after the catch. We start to see that from him. Superstar is what we got coming in, in as far as Pickens is concerned. We also saw another receiver pop for them, Kelvin dude, Austin, dude. the guy, the fourth rounder out of Memphis. Rockets up his ass, right? And – I loved him coming out in the draft two years ago. Yep. He didn't do anything for them last year. If they get that little fucker going, 
And I say that in the most endearing way possible, okay? <laughs> yeah. Anybody that knows me, that's what I call people I like more times than not. They get him going with Pickens and Deontay Johnson and get a little run game with Najee Harris and those two tight ends in the game. They will be tough to beat. He is going to be a handful with the ball in his hands. He's going to be the speed sweep reverse guy, the wide receiver screen guy, and then, ooh, you bump and run me, and he will run by you guy. And he's going to add another element to this offense. Steelers are, you know, a team I sit here and go, I don't think I'm going to pick them to the playoffs, but, Dan, they're scary to not pick them to the playoffs. They got some things I do like about their team. Yeah, for Austin, he had four targets, caught two of them, 73 yards. His average depth of target was 22 yards downfield. And so, yeah, he, he, he did look good. But you've been critical of Matt Canada, the offense, their scheme, but now, now they've got a little bit different makeup of players. Right. And maybe it'll open maybe them up a little bit. Maybe an O line that can protect and yeah. let people go downfield. Maybe we'll finally get to see really what Matt Canada's wanted to be. You know, that's why I haven't judged him too harshly because of the, you're, you're, you're laying it out there perfectly. Big Ben old, Kenny Pickett first year. O-line stinks, can't run the ball. I mean, it's hard to be a real good offensive coordinator with that type of thing. So that's why I I certainly haven't been too judgmental on that. But you were impressed with them this time, impressed with the Steelers starting group. You think they were the most impressive first drive? I would have said, because I saw the Saints, and I saw Derek Carr just carving up dudes out there. One drive, six of eight, 70 yards through the touchdown pass. I forget who that touchdown pass was to, but... Um, don't oh, worry that about was it. Uh, don't worry it about was Kirkwood, it. I believe. Kirkwood, yeah, okay, right. Um, I thought that they looked. I mean, I was like, how can you do better than that? Alvin Kamara was out there. I was like, they looked awesome. They looked really good. He looked very comfortable. To 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 their credit, I mean, the offense is what he's run with the Raiders with John Gruden. Getting John Gruden there has been a positive for him, I'm sure. They've all been able to get on the same page about things offensively and how to call things and check it and then hey listen I know people like Derek Carr he he probably had his worst year of his career last year I expect him to bounce back and the other thing I'll say in his defense here too I don't know if he's ever had an offense with this much talent hmm. this that'll be interesting I mean when I break it down for you you've heard me talk about their old line right yeah we know they have no Camara in week one two or three but still he's there he's good Jawan Johnson is a good tight end, a very good pass-catching tight end. He hit him twice on the opening drive. We know Olave's real deal, Yep. right? You got Michael Thomas now back in the fold. He got a catch in the game. And then they have Rashid Shahid, who was, you know, maybe their most dangerous receiver last year. And you start to go, damn, that's a group right there. You better watch out. That guy they drafted, too, A.T. Perry? Oh, I out know. Out of the sixth round? He exactly. looked good in the game, actually. Yeah, A.T. Perry, is a, he was the Wake Forest kid, right? Is that what so. he was? Yeah. He was, a, he was yep. a guy I liked coming out. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes, but they're a team, you know, that's got a chance and de- definitely has a chance to to jump up on people. All right, how about the Chicago Bears? Please don't Bears. tell me. Please don't tell me they have a chance. My most hated team. No, but you know what? I still like watching Justin Fields play, and I like watching DJ Moore. And you've been very complimentary, DJ Moore. And so, and they both, you know, Justin Fields didn't necessarily do a whole lot. It was more DJ Moore, but. The, the stat line looks good for Justin Fields, 3 of 3 for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Average depth of target, though, was two yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, but Chris Becker goes to us. The Bears offense generated two explosive plays on screens. How much of that do you think will carry over into the season, and how could that help Justin Fields as a passer? Oh, it's going to carry over. It, it, this is, And these are these are not easy plays to execute all the time. This is the time to do it. Work on it. Show it. 
Make teams creep up to the line of scrimmage. Worry about that. Make them think about, ooh, do we want to put the other guy in the box to stop the run game, or do we want to cheat somebody out there because they could throw the receiver a screen out here and we're in deep trouble with lack of numbers. And this guy, yeah, number two, it, it, you, you need to have numbers around him because you saw yesterday, I mean, it's easy speed. He's a superstar. So I do think, I mean, wouldn't this sound good? I mean, speed sweeps, run, quarterback run, you know. Here's a screen. Here's a screen. Oh, another run. Here's a quarterback run. Oh, they're creeping up at the line of scrimmage. Hey, Darnell Mooney, go deep. Or Chase Claypool, go deep, right? I mean, that's the way they That's the way it should. they should play. That you, we talk about good offenses make you defend the whole football field. Yeah, this will be another element of the field that's going to scare people. If you get good at the wide receiver screen game, damn! With Chase Claypool and and DJ Moore on well, the they, outside, and they got Mooney and they I got know. Khalil Herbert at uh, running back. They've uh-huh. got speed for sure do. at the skill position. They play. got some stuff here that uh, that could be scary. We'll see how the old line goes. The only thing that stunk about that is they didn't get to evaluate Fields the passer at all. Yeah, That was one where I guarantee the offensive coordinator got done with the game, and he was like, that was awesome, but I wish it wasn't that awesome. I wish we would have got like five more throws in the game. Sure. Right? But you'll take it. It's positive for your offense to build on and, and create the excitement and buzz around town. Yeah, feeling good about, you know, Justin Fields obviously took a step forward. I think at the end of last year when they started – tailoring their offense to his to his speed and his yeah. I, I think they should keep doing that right I, I don't yes. think no, you don't try they, to make like how, how much will Justin Fields ever be that guy that stands in the pocket he probably never should be well, right yeah, I mean Why? It, he's, he's still like you know years away from being like a machine in that department so you continue to you know lean on the things he does great and like we talked about with Anthony Richardson, slowly but surely, we've seen him get better in some of these areas. Mm-hmm. And now you got some weapons around him, an O-line around him. Hopefully that can only, you know, speed up the 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 performance or the jump to the next level. Division rival, the Packers, it's the time to shine for Jordan Love. It's his team now, and he kind of looked like it out there. Didn't he look confident as a quarterback? I don't know what I'm basing that off of, but it's like it seemed like he was in full command of what he was doing out there, 7-10. 46 yards, but it seemed like every pass and threw a touchdown in there with good touch. Right. Like you mentioned with Will Levis did not have that good touch. Got to have different clubs, right? Dropped it right into the yeah. right into the bucket for the touchdown. What would you think of Jordan Love? I think you said the first thing is calm, cool, collected. Looked like. Right? Not too much for him. I love that. I saw him let go of the ball a few times where I went, ooh, okay. Like, there's the heater. You know, he ran to the left once and kind of dropped his arm and threw a crossing route to a guy about 15 yards down the field where I went, mm, there was some pace on that. That was a cool release, right? He missed one throw that I looked at. He had a third down on the first drive. He had the tight end going wide open. The thing I liked about it was he really threw the ball with authority. Because he, to me, one thing he's done is, you know, the last few years is just, a, I, go, I go, where are some of these throws I saw at Utah State when I used to go, whoa, like that was amazing. Yeah. Everything's a little too careful and, ooh, I just want to be accurate and whatever. And that's cool. I get it. But you know, it's the NFL. At some point, you got to start going, nah, I got to throw my heater and it's got to hit the outside corner and we got to get a big play here. And there's no excuse. I, I feel like. We're going to see that just from the aggressiveness and how he threw the ball, some of the decisions. I talked about that incompletion. The other incompletion he had was actually a really good throw down the left sideline. He had Christian Watson. Watson's going to catch it in his two hands. And our man Dax Hill came over and knocked it out. He beat DJ Turner. You know, they were a lot of talk about DJ Turner and Dax Hill on that Bengals broadcast. 
they have obviously opened up eyes there, which I was happy to hear because you know I'm DJ Turner guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, he threw that out there to him, and Dak showed th- and like things like that. I go, what a great throw! What it'll be aggressive, and those are where preseason does help too. You know, it, keep your eyes down in the center of the field a little longer as you hit the back of your drop, or just look to the right just for a split second, just so Dak Hill can't just take off over there and knock the ball away. But uh, I thought again it was positives and. Green Bay, uh, yeah, they still have say. the best roster in the division. I'm worried about that. I know. Yeah, and if they get this guy going, I just go. They're going to be a pain in the ass, and and don't forget about him. As a Detroit Lions fan, I'm I'm nervous just yeah. because we're always nervous as a Lions fan going into any year because sure. usually pain follows. Um, but he, especially <laughs> when you have high expectations, and the other teams in the division aren't as bad as people are saying, right? Like the pack, I, I agree with you. The Packers are still good. They are. I think the Bears are going to be better. Be better. Um, yes. Let's let's talk about my Lions real quick okay. because that was I, I was settling in. I was talking trash on our group text chain. I was saying, hey, I, my Lions are taking down your Giants, and then first pass, Nate Sudfeld throws it to you guys. Uh, one of his two interceptions. He did not look good in the game. Um, and he will he will not be the backup because they signed Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, it was, you know, we had to do like superlatives on pro football talk today with Florio. Yeah. And one of mine was that, you know, I, that right there. I mean, he pretty much made up their mind for them. Hey, you guys weren't worried about you weren't sure about me as the backup quarterback. You wanted to sign somebody else. Well, let me just make you feel a little bit better about your decision. Yeah, I'm not the backup quarterback. Good thing you signed Teddy Bridgewater. The only thing he had to do in the game to keep that fight alive and keep hope for himself alive was not turn the ball over. I just I can't even believe it. You know, and you know me, I'm not Mr. Oh, don't turn the ball over. I like aggressive, but like, come on, have a little clue of the situation you're in. You have definitely relegated yourself to the third-string quarterback now. In fact, now you might be in danger of not even being on the football team. And that's where, you know, it stinks for him. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't the best. But I'll say this. Jamison Williams, you know, he throws the pick the first time of the game because he's excited he wants to throw the go route to Jamison Williams, who's getting held. Yeah. You know, Jamison Williams had, had some drops. He got yeah. open on a deep cross, but his speed was there. Mm. And I was, I'm excited for what I mm. saw. I'm nervous. You're nervous about that a little bit. I'm nervous with Jamison yeah. because I was his high. You were, you had him your number mm-hmm. one receiver, and right. before he had the knee injury, like he he looked awesome. He just beat everyone. His speed was unmatched. Any go route, just throw it up to him. He he looks small to me a little bit. It just doesn't. He's skinny. He's giving me some. He's giving me some Charles Rogers vibes oh, okay. a little bit right. to where I'm just All like right. this you. great college career, yeah. and then it just for whatever reason when we get to the NFL, it doesn't. Yeah, it never clicks. Hey, I I, I worry too that the fact that he's not going to get to play the first six games here, and that's going to hinder his development. I I still think I see elite explosiveness, so that's where. I'll say it's going to be different than Charles Rogers. Deontay Banks kept up with him really so, well, yeah, which Deontay was good for Banks. Deontay Banks can go, too. I know, he can go. But, yeah, we'll see. I understand your concern, though. I think between that, the gambling, you and I have heard a few rumors about maybe him being a little immature up there and stuff like that. I, I understand that. But what you can feel good is your damn tight end, Sam Laporta from uh-huh. Iowa. Yep. Real deal. Okay. Freaking Brian Branch is going to be starting in your secondary. He was awesome. Nickel, safety, whatever guy that's close to the line of scrimmage like a Rondé Barber that can cover and change directions and he tackles and then like Jack Campbell stands out on the field he's huge he's long and he can fly 
Now, I still want to see more in the physicality department, just like I said then. You know, it didn't. the situations didn't arise or bring themselves up that way, but yeah. it was just while I'm watching the game, I go, oh, I didn't have to see him fill the hole or take on anybody, you know, that way in this game. He got, he got lucky to not – I want to see that aspect of him, but all the other stuff, I don't doubt. Sideline to sideline, pass coverage, he's going to be all over the place. You hang around Dan Campbell enough, it's, it has to transfer over, right? Like osmosis so. or something like that. I would just think by so. being in that building with him. Yeah, you become a psycho. You become a psycho immediately. Right. right. Uh, Russell Wilson, he may, some people would describe him as a psycho, maybe for different reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he had four drives. So this is – he played in the preseason already. He didn't play in the preseason. Pete looked this up. I know. I was like, I thought he played all a little year. last year. I, I, I forgot he didn't play at all. Which surprised you because, you know, new situation, new team. You thought you'd, you'd want to get him out there and play. And so he did here. Four drives, 7 to 13, 93 yards. Did have a touchdown. Did have a sack. Um, let me see here. They missed two field goals. So he had the his two drives – his, what I want to say his second and third drives were field goal drives, and they missed them. So that's a little concerning. And one of the things that you said, what Sean Payton's going to do, you predicted this on a podcast, a Denver podcast, and it came true. In free agency, you're like, you're gonna, he's going to beef up that offensive line. And they did. They signed Mike McGlinchey, Ben Powers. They got Garrett Bowles coming back. So they should have a pretty good offensive line. Yeah. But in this game, he was under some pressure. Plug and play 16 says, hey, Chris and Ahmed and Pete. Just wanted to get your thoughts on how pathetic Denver's offensive line looked. Russ was pressured 64% on 13 dropbacks. Sean Payton has his work cut out for him. Yeah, it, it, it is. But they're, they're you know, they're learning a, a new offense, new rules. You know, no McGlinchey out there for this game, right? You know, Jonathan Gannon, and a D, you know, he's – probably got a few things they weren't prepared for. That's where it's like don't don't look into it too deep, okay? You know, they're going to worry about basics and running the football and physicality first. They'll they'll get pass protected. I don't doubt that. Sean Payton, he's he's never lets his quarterback get exposed that way. He won't let that happen. So I'm not really concerned with that. The thing I that jumped out to me is you could tell running the football is going to be a thing. They're not going to just let it be the Russell Wilson show. You know, as much as I'm even sitting there going, oh, I want to see Russell throw the ball more. I want to see Russell. Yeah. They were going to stay with the run. He's going to instill this toughness in this football team. And part of that is part of the rebuilding of Russell Wilson that you brought up. The other big thing is Russell Wilson lost a ton of weight. He looks totally different. His inner thighs don't rub together anymore, as I told Mike Florio today, and he laughed. <laughs> he has a different look about him. He is quicker and faster, and he was more decisive with decision making. And you know, as we said during the quarterback rankings in the in the in the spring, you know, his arm is still elite, and I think it even looks quicker. Like Sean Payton's been on him about, hey, quicken your release, quicken your release, stop this windmill all the time, and all that. And I could see that. So I was encouraged with what I saw from Russell Wilson. And, yeah, it should have been more points than what they had. Jerry Judy dropped a big pass in one moment. That yeah. that got him. Um, but I think all in all, it was positive. Yeah, that's what I'm curious to see, kind of his relationship with some of those receivers and if they can finally live up to their potential. But it's it's all good. Like like you mentioned before, even the bad is good in yeah. preseason. You want the bad right now. It's like yelling at your kids when they're in the comfort of their own home, right? You want them to get yelled at here so then when they go out in the real world, they know how to act. Definitely. I think some of that is like it, it's almost sometimes like it's it's deliberate. 
Yeah. Let's call this basic here so we look like shit and I have more reason to coach them up tomorrow, right? Yeah. You know, there, there's definitely some of that. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I still – I think the Broncos, that offense – they're going to be tough. I'd be shocked if they aren't with Sean Payton, and I think we're going to see a big-time bounce back here from Russell Wilson. Cleveland Browns played again. You saw him in person mm-hmm. for the Hall of Fame week. Yeah. Deshaun Watson just played one drive, was perfect, three for three, 12 yards, did have three rushes where he picked up 20 yards on that drive. Anything in particular that you saw that was maybe different or just more of the same from the Hall of Fame game? I just think he looked comfortable. Like last year, the first thing I when I was watching it back, I was watching this yesterday morning. And I just went, he's just a different guy from last year. It's very comfortable. You could tell number eight more is a preseason focal point. And then Watson, you know, looks more in football shape. Less, last year he looked thick. I remember thinking, like, damn, he looks thick. Like, yeah, he didn't get to run run enough, and he's been in the weight room a lot. To me, running around the field the other night, he made some great plays with his legs. He looked more like the Deshaun Watson we saw with the Houston Texans. So I, that's another one where, again, I will be shocked if he's just not close to what we used to see there. Uh, they got some talent. They got that O-line. I think he's going to be on his A game. His arm is still big-time elite. And I think, again, his athleticism and ability to escape is as good as anybody out there. Yeah, seeing Watson for the first time saw DTR again. He looked good again. And then a Kellen Mond came in after him. DTR, yeah, DTR is, a, is he's a natural. He's, he's a natural. Seems like he's their backup. I, I, I mean, I guess maybe Dobbs will be the backup, right? That's true. Dobbs had a bad interception in the football game. Um, but DTR... It'd be interesting. He's a lot like the other guys we talked about, the Stetson Bennett, the Aiden O'Connell, right? He's played a lot. Clayton Toon. Yeah. He's played a lot of football. Some of this stuff is second nature to him. He's not like, oh, I've never done this before. I've never ran this play before. He's like, I ran this play 7 million times in college. No problem, coach. And you can see that. And then alone, you know, his athletic ability takes over in situations too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. All right, a couple more storylines to talk about for week number one. How about the the commanders? They were in the news for Eric Bieniemy being being very hard and being yeah. very very harsh yeah. on those football players. Oh, how dare they! Uh, Sam Howell had three drives in this one. The presumed starting quarterback, three incompletions, was nine of twelve for seventy-seven yards. Um, Tizzy Bang says, "How did you guys like Eric Bieniemy's play calling for the commanders?" So a little Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell together. Here. Yeah, I I, I mean aggressive, you know, and down the field. Howell's a good down-the-field thrower, and they got down-the-field weapons. So that's where I like it. You know, I had the touchdown pass to to Dotson that was nice. Um, 
he's got a good natural feel for the game of when to run, when to hang in there and wait for something. Like, ooh, you know, like, okay, wait, I pat the ball one too many times, but I see the coverage and I'm kind of protected. He's going to come open. Let me just pat it one more. And he, and he hits it, right? He's got a good feel that way. Uh, or just when to get out of dodge at the appropriate time. But, you know, again, for a guy that we're all sitting here going, what's it going to look like? And, oh, he's got a guy like Jacoby Brissett behind him. Yeah. I think he, he looked the part and then some. And then Brissett had a really bad interception in the football game, which is going to make them feel even better about Sam Howell. And we talked about the one guy we want to see, I wanted to see turn the corner for them that I think would make them dangerous is Jahan Dotson. I know he was good last year. He becomes the number one guy with McLaurin. They're going to be tough to stop. I won the mums. Had a question about him to you. He goes, Jahan Dotson didn't make your top five wide receivers in the 2020 draft, but looked really good last season and is flashing for the commanders in camp yeah. in the first preseason game. What do you make of him? Now, if you go back and listen, not to toot my own horn, but it's exactly you, what I'm doing right now. I said I like Jahan Dotson. You did. Dotson. You I was, were all over him. I was big on right. him. I think I, I, I have a type. I kind of like those scrappy, smaller stature receivers. And, and I don't. And that's yeah. where I probably was like a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure. I've seen these guys with this build before. I don't know if it's going to translate. I was wrong about him and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I was wrong. They're better than what I expected. No doubt about it. I'll take that on the chin and keep cracking away here. But, yeah, Dotson, he showed it to me last year. There's big playability. There's route running ability, and there's yak ability to go along with that. And that's what I'm saying. If they get to a point here where it's like, I don't know who the number one receiver is, is McLaurin or Dotson, it's going to be like, it's going to, they're going to bring some, they're going to pose some issues for you and, and how to stop them. And McLaurin deep, Dotson underneath, whatever. Curtis Samuel in the intermediate. They have some options between the two running backs they got, the tight end, and those receivers. Uh, and then, of course, Bienemy being there that yeah, that I really like. All right. We're contractually obligated to talk about Zach Wilson on every podcast that we do here. This oh, has and Howell needs to be quicker with his releases. That's all. Right, boom. Anything, else to, any, anything else to say about Howell? <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, what about Zach Wilson again? Some for six more drives. Yeah. I mean, Zach, it's on the up and up. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You're seeing a guy that's being more machine-like with his throwing. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the big thing, a guy that's managing the offense. And I don't know, have we had one throw yet that we've gone, ooh, that was, you know, a stupid Zach Wilson throw, right? I don't think we've had one yet. Hope I don't jinx him. But um, like he told me, I think he was swimming and had such issues that he told me, he's like, it's like I forgot to throw, right? And he was in a tough spot. We know that. First-year head coach, first-time play caller like we talked about. C.J. Stroud has that. That's where I think about him a little bit in the correlation between Zach Wilson a little and go, wait, it's got a play caller that's never played called plays before, first time. Defensive coordinator, head coach, first time. Ooh. You know what I mean? So that's where, like, I didn't like the way they approached that first series of the game the other night. I didn't think they put him in the best spot to really succeed that way. They could Zach Wilson, C.J. Stroud this year? I hope not. Fearing? I mean, I hope not, but just there's some similar things there to match up. The Jets have, what, one more preseason game now? Are we going to see Aaron play in that last I, game? I mean, he's talked about he wouldn't mind playing, which I felt like – meant he didn't really want to play but if they forced him to it's okay he'll do yeah. it uh so yeah i don't i don't know what we'll, we'll see there maybe the play of the preseason was jags backup quarterback <laughs> nathan amazing. rourke yeah. jay euler 32 says is jags backup quarterback nathan 
Rourke, the real deal, looked good, especially against the Rush. Now, you probably didn't see a whole lot of no, Nathan got, Rourke out there. Those are some of the guys. Like, these are some of the things I got to watch a little bit, too, here. Like, where I saw the highlights and all this. But, I like, this part of the game, I kind of watched the early part later yeah. on in the game. I have not studied it yet. So, I didn't get a good look at Nathan. That play is awesome, though. The play is amazing. Yeah. I mean. Elude the Rush, and then as you're being dragged, dragged down. To the now, ground. I thought, like you, and you said it to Mike, I, I did think they could have blown the whistle. He was in the grasp, not moving forward. I was yeah, I, I mean, I just I'm always expecting them to protect the quarterback now. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they're going to blow the whistle and then they let it go, yep. uh, which they should have. And I'm glad to see that. But damn, what an escape twice and then have a guy hanging on your waist and throw right. an accurate, pretty high degree of difficulty level of football there and put it on the money. That was cool. Um, hey, the Jags are they look real. Lawrence threw a dumb interception. Being like way too like like you know it's like sometimes you know a guy like Trevor Lawrence I could see him being like you know the dog that's it's just like you got a big T bone steak there and he's like I I can't wait to play and show everybody what I got yeah. and they see somebody open like by in a millimeter forty yards downfield and he's like oh this is awesome when he tried to throw like a rifle down the field running to his left it got intercepted. But the next drive bounced back and did a great job on his nine-yard touchdown pass to Christian Kirk. Kirk was the original first read. They doubled him kind of, and he had nowhere else to go, and he kind of waited, 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 waited for him to cross basically to the other side of the field through a nice little touch ball. But, um, yeah, everything I'm hearing out of Jacksonville is Trevor Lawrence is kicking some ass. Yeah, and why would you ever worry about a – Trevor Lawrence interception in the preseason. He threw four in a playoff game, and they still won. So it doesn't, what is, it doesn't even matter. It bounce, he bounces back, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, uh, Rourke played in the Canadian Football League last year for mm-hmm. the BC Lions. That's right. Played his college football at Ohio. All right. Play of the preseason so far. So far. Final thing. This was cool. Yeah. DeMar Hamlin was back on the field for the Bills. 24 snaps, had three tackles. He had a stuff on a fourth and one. Scarecrow Boat says James Cook and the Bills. Oh, this is not about DeMar Hamlin. Okay, sorry. I thought that was going to be about Scarecrow Boat. Why are you not going to ask about DeMar Hamlin? Uh, so, I mean, that. I mean, just him being on the field. And I've said this when it, when it first happened. I was like, after a couple weeks when it was apparent that he was recovering, I was like, dang, he's going to play football again. I was like, he's going to play football again. And part of me was like, for, for him in that moment too, obviously surreal, and I have no idea what it feels like for him. But, but part of me feels like it was – not as traumatic in some weird way because for all of us watching it happen in real time and knowing the gravity of the situation for him, it's just like, I don't even know how much of that moment he remembers, right? Uh, He remembers the recovery, uh, but obviously he's a football player through and through, wants to get back out there, talked about, you know, going out there with no fear because you can't play with fear because then you're going to get hurt even more. Um, It was awesome to see DeMar Hamlin on the field. Awesome. Awesome. Came in with the second team defense. The, The Bills played their starters on D. Uh, I mean, they didn't play Josh Allen and their starters on O as far as the receivers and the quarterback, but everybody else, the O-line, you know, James Cook was out there. So just Josh Allen and the receivers missed out. But, yeah, I was interested to see when DeMar Hamlin might come in, you know, because they've been talking that he's battling for a spot up there on the roster. But as he's talked about the last few weeks, you know, you can't hesitate. You can't have no hesitation. Football becomes dangerous when you're the one that's tentative. And he didn't look like any of that. And, hey, it just shows you. He loves the game. And it's always harder for those watching than the ones going through it. 
Yeah. You know, I, I can say that to, to myself. I was there dying on the field and people still come. Oh, I was there that day. And I'm like, yeah, I was there too. I don't know. I was kind of there. I was also out to lunch <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. you know, like in a daze, but yeah, it's, it can be harder for everybody else than the guy that actual put, you know, that's got to put the cleats on where you have like your, your doubts a little, I can remember going back out and be like, man, am I going to, how's it going to be when I first time I get hit and, mm -hmm. you know, am I going to be gun shy? Am I going to be like turning down throws? Cause I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to get hit. Like you don't know those things. Right. Well, for you, it was tougher too, because there were potential issues moving forward. Right. Well, I there mean, was, it was like sure. you were, you were sure. putting yourself in more danger because of your injury. There, there was some of that, but I was blocking that out and more of just like, wait, how's this going to be? And I think he, that that's something he's going through too. Yeah. I'm sure like the first time he took a tough shot to the chest, he was like, Oh, okay. I'm okay. Okay. I'm, I'm here. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. My heart's still working. Right. I mean, how could you not have those thoughts? So mm -hmm. great to see him out there. And, um, the bills. Yeah. They're like, you know, I think a little bit like you talked about with the Chiefs. They realize what they're in this year. You know, they they got to get these guys ready. They got to play the Jets and the Dolphins and the crappy Patriots. I mean, you know, I mean, they got they got some yeah. damn schedule. That division's real. So they they know they got to be ready to go when the season starts. That, that division's so good that yeah. you could see something happen where you get a couple fluky losses, you get an injury at a bad time to where any one of those teams that were like that's a lock to make the playoffs. The Bills, of course they're going to make the playoffs. It's like you get a bunch a run of Bad luck and bad lose, injuries. Lose three out of four games or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're going, wow, well, they're not going to go to the playoffs. And the Patriots are going to go. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's that fickle to think that. And, you know, I just want to see this Bill's approach. I want to see Dalton Kincaid, how he continues to come along in the offense. James Cook looked better. So Scarecrow Boat yeah. asked about that. He didn't ask about DeMar Hamlin, but he did ask about James Cook. And the Bills' starting offensive line looked quite good in their two drives against the Colts. Do you think the Bills' run game could be a legit part of their offense this year? It's something they've been missing the past few years. So this is a question I feel like we've asked for the past yeah. three years. I, I mean, it, it has to. I don't feel like they can go where they want to go unless this part of their football team gets a little bit better, just like we've always talked about. I mean, we're not breaking news here. It's too much on Josh Allen. It's too much. It, it is. You know, to, to, I know that they had people up there that were last year, they, were, they knew they couldn't win unless he played amazing. They knew. I, I know this from people up there. I've had these conversations. That can't, that's, that can't be real. Yeah. Kansas City knows how awesome Mahomes is, right? But they don't go, we can't win unless he throws for 350. They still have a belief in some of the other guys on their team and that uh, somebody will find a way. Well, this guy will return a punt. This will make an interception. We'll do whatever, right? They don't have that. We never have think that. So uh, I would hope that this is um, something of, of the future for them. And yeah. I would think James Cook is going to be a different guy this year. Running back? You know, sometimes there's a little bit of a, you know, hey, it's your whole life you've been the gifted guy and you haven't had to necessarily put your head down and just smash it in there. Or, you know, you've been there like, wait, I just want to stop and not go in there and I'll run around everybody to the edge. Oh, wait, in yeah. the NFL, it's a five-yard loss. There's little nuances and confidence and little things you got to see as a runner that can maybe sometimes unleash your all your gifts and speed and everything like that. He looked different that way. So I'm hopeful yeah. that's the case. And then once you figure it out, it's time to retire. That's yeah, the life of a running back. Seriously. As soon as you start getting good at it, you're too slow and beat up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped because 
Regular season football now is just a couple of weeks away. We're getting there. Week one of the preseason is now in the books, which also means that fantasy football drafts are coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Get ready for draft season with Roto World Fantasy Football's draft guide featuring content from Matthew Berry, including player rankings, profiles, projections, mock drafts, and more. Go to NBCSports.com slash draft guide. You can use the code draft2023 to save 20% at checkout. That's our own special promo code we're giving you. And we're going to have Matthew Berry on the pod wow. Wednesday. This is this is special. A star like Matthew a Berry star on like this Matt. pod. Yeah. I mean, he's been in the Avengers. I mean, he's a special. He you was? Know I didn't know that. You didn't know he was well, in the know. Avengers? I don't know anything about movies, but. Uh, I know. What did he do? I don't know. Watch the fucking movie. Was he one say. of the superheroes? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to make you watch it just to be like, show me. Tell me where Matthew <laughs> yeah, Berry I was. Go, I watched I didn't see him. He is. He's there with. Uh, well, in the is it Avengers Endgame? He's in that. Does he have a line? The Tesla, the the the, the sword that does dangerous oh, see, now things. Now it sounds like you don't know what you're talking I about. I can't remember all the damn <laughs> weapons and shit. Okay, yeah. but he does. He like, does have a line. Like call security or something like that. Oh, it's something like that. Can we have him do that line then? Was this recent or was this a long time ago? No, this is called the Avengers Endgame. It was the highest grossing movie in the history of the planet. You might have heard of it. No, that's not Maybe true. Not. Barbie movie is, that's from what I hear. <laughs> is Barbie passed it up? I don't know. Probably. I think it's on, All right. on pace to do that. All right. Well, I'm going to tell Matthew Barry when he's here on Wednesday that you didn't watch him. And you yeah, don't yeah. even know about his yeah. movie career. I watch him on Peacock all the time. Yeah. I got the fantasy football happy hour. Him and Connor and Jay Croucher are buddies. Yeah. So he'll impart some wisdom because, you know, you're a football savant. Fantasy football, though, not always up your alley. No, it's not. It's it's a different game altogether, right? So, yeah. And, and listen, Matthew's got a great feel for the real game and fantasy. He really does. And I like listening to his angles or things. When he says, watch out for this guy, because I know he's looked up some numbers and formula, and this team doesn't do good against slot receivers who are five, seven and a half <laughs> and taller and yeah. whatever else. And I there's usually some logic to what he brings to the table. He called Jalen Hurts last year. Got to give him credit for that. No yeah. doubt about it. So, well, this guy this year is uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon, see, there he is. Oh, he was. Oh, you so see he, that? So I mean, he wasn't playing himself there. He's some, some sort of. Uh, do you know official. who those other people are in that screen? I, uh, yeah. That's Robert Downey Jr. Okay, very good. And then who's the guy to the left? Uh, Christopher Hemsworth. <laughs> that's on our right. Oh, but <laughs> that's Chris Hemsworth. Who, I don't, that's, that was and impressive. Robert Redford. I mean, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't even oh. know if you were looking at the right person when you said Chris Hemsworth, but we'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the guy with the chain. Oh, that's Matthew Berry in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, that's Matthew wow. Berry. Okay, that's cool. That. How, okay, we, yeah, we'll, it's a we'll star. just do the whole pod we're talking being about that. Thing. By a star. He's probably talked about that whole situation before, but he doesn't like talking about it. Oh no, he does. He brings it up all the time. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should give it a break. Yeah, and so I think can, we got to. Yeah, we got to hear it. Don't want to waste too much about time. Himself. But you know where to find us. We'll be back here Wednesday. Ahmed will hopefully be wearing his red pants once again. I can't do it two days I in a row. I mean, you can. There's no rules here, okay? I wear the same color pants a lot of times, all week. <laughs> all, same every pants. Day. Same pants. The yeah, same me ones. too. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it. Me too. Um, all right, everybody, be good. Got any more questions about the preseason? I'm going to continue to dig through. I know I didn't see everything, but, damn, I saw a lot. And I just got to watch some other things. But anything you got questions about, you know where to send them. You know where to find us. Thanks for listening. Ahmed, good having you back. You the man. Thanks for driving the ship. Wednesday, we'll see Matthew Berry here. Check us out. Join us. Peace out. Clap it up, homies. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.